Section 21 of Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. The Boyhood of Yun, Chapter 9. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Farno Jahangiri. Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. All desires save one are fleeting, but that one lasts forever. Fion, with all desires, had the lasting one, for he would go anywhere and forsake anything for wisdom. And it was in search of this that he went to the place where Finnegas lived on the bank of the Boini water. But for dread of the Clan Morna, he did not go as Fion. He called himself Daemni on that journey. We get wise by asking questions, and even if these are not answered, we get wise. For a well-packed question carries its answer on its back as a snail carries its shell. Fionn asked every question he could think of, and his master, who was a poet and so an honorable man, answered them all, not to the limit of his patience, for it was limitless, but to the limit of his ability. Why did I live on the bank of a river? was one of these questions because a poem is a revelation and it is by the brink of running water that poetry is revealed to the mind how long have you been here was the next query seven years the poet answered it is a long time said wandering fume it would wait twice as long for a poem said the inveterate bard have you caught good poems fume asked him the poems I am fit for, said the mud master. No person can get more than that. For a man's readiness is his limit. Would you have got the good poems by the Shannon or the Swede or by Swede and Life? They are good rivers, was the answer. They all belong to good gods. But why did you choose this river out of all the rivers? Finnegas beamed on his pupil. I will tell you anything, said he. And I will tell you that. Fionn sat at the kindly man's feet, his hands absent among tall grasses, and listening with all his ears. A prophecy was made to me, Finnegas began. A man of knowledge foretold that I should catch the salmon of knowledge in the boiny water. And then, said Fionn eagerly, then I would have all knowledge. And after that, the boy insisted. What should there be after that? The poet retorted. I mean, what would you do with all knowledge? Obey the question, said Finnegas, smilingly. I could answer it if I had all knowledge, but not until then. What would you do, my dear? I would make a poem, Fionn cried. I think too, said the poet, that that is what would be done. In return for instruction, Fionn had taken over the surface of his master's hut, and as he went about the household duties, drawing the water, lighting the fire, and carrying rushes from the floor and the beds, he thought over all the poets had taught him, and his mind dwelt on the rules of meter, the cunningness of words, and the need for a clean, brave mind. But in his thousand thoughts, he yet remembered the salmon of knowledge as eagerly as his master did. He already venerated Finnegas for his great learning, his poetic skill, for an hundred reasons. But looking on him as the ordained eater of the salmon of knowledge, he venerated him unto the edge of measure. Indeed, he loved as well as venerated this master because of his unfailing kindness, his patience, his readiness to teach, and his skill in teaching. 
I have learned much from you, dear master, said Fion gratefully. All that I have is yours if you can take it, the poet answered, for you are entitled to all that you can take, but to no more than that. Take so with both hands. You may catch the salmon while I am with you, the hopeful boy mused. Would not that be a great happening? And he stared in ecstasy across the grass at those visions which a boy's mind knows. Let us pray for that, said Finnegas fervently. Here's a question, Fion continued. How does this salmon get wisdom into his flesh? There is a hazel bush overhanging a secret pool in a secret place. The knots of knowledge drop from the sacred bush into the pool, and as they float, a salmon takes them in his mouth and eats them. It would be almost an easy. It would be almost as easy, the boy submitted. If one were to set on the track of the sacred hazel and eat an oyster straight from the bush. That would not be very easy, said the poet, and yet it is not as easy as that, for the bush can only be found by its own knowledge, and that knowledge can only be got by eating the nuts, and the nuts can only be got by eating the salmon. We must wait for the salmon, said Fion in a rage of resignation. End of chapter 9 Recording by Fano Jangiri.